Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request Summer Series. This is the part of the show where I interview entrepreneurs, small business owners, some former guests that are doing this for themselves and find out how they did it. You know, like, when did you realize you had a marketable talent? When, like, what does that transition look like going from your day job to what you're doing now? Asking these questions, finding out the hows, the whys, and the advice that they have. And this week is Lauren Carroll, and you might recognize that name because she was a previous guest on the podcast. So you can go back and listen to her episode and get a little more intimate details on her life. But this is about her business, and I'm going to let her tell you about that right now. So guys, enjoy this episode. My name is Lauren Carroll, and my primary business is a photography business. So I've been a, a freelance independent photographer, mostly portraits and lifestyle photos. I feel like everything I can think of all relates to photography somehow. So that's yeah, kind of, that's true. A lot of it does. Kind of worked out. Um, yeah. So I guess my first question is, and it's funny because I apologize for any redundancies that we already covered in your podcast episode, but um, when did you realize that you had a marketable talent uh, or skill and, and what was that like? That's a great question. Um, it's kind of forcing me to go back quite a ways. Um, I think, to be honest, what really pushed me to do photography in general was just the interest I had in growing my skills to begin with. So I started to take on more dif different types of shoots just so that I could grow and, and be better at it. So in, in a way, that particular business, it kind of feeds into itself that way. Like I never looked at myself as like having a marketable talent and that's why I should do it. I just started to offer that service more and more so that I could get better. And then it's something that people want to pay you to do. <laughs> so it kind of just evolved into a business, if that makes sense. Um, but I just, I got feedback from people that they felt connected to the photos that I took and that they felt the emotion in the photos that I took. And I also have gotten feedback for a long time about the way that I connect with people during a shoot or during a wedding. And so those kinds of comments would really make me feel like I was onto something. That's awesome. And so I think it's difficult. And I know for myself, it's difficult to take, you know, compliments and cons constructive, like positive feedback seriously and yeah. to take it to heart. I struggle with that to this day, but I think that you, you kind of just have to, and it, it's there for a reason. And if you really do um, take it seriously, it's there to guide you towards the things that you're meant to do. What's well, a wonderful way to look at it. Um, and, and you kind of segued into my, my next question, which is um, what does that transition look like where you have your like quote unquote regular job and then uh, your income from this other thing is like, Oh, I might be able to just do this. Uh, like, mm -hmm. what does that look like? And what are some of the struggles you had transitioning that? And, and, Biggest of all, and I know I just asked you three questions in a row, but uh, what is what does that look like as a support system, like financially and otherwise, while you're doing that? Well, I think it can happen a lot of different ways for people. I think when I initially, initially, excuse me, when I initially made the 
the jump to work for myself, it was sort of um, after being let go from a, an insurance job that I had at the time. So that was just a subtle push to say like, Hey, you don't have a job anymore. So maybe you should try this instead. <laughs> so that was one motivating um, reason to, to make the change. But you know, that also happened right around a time in my life where I was going through a lot of other personal changes. Um, I went through a divorce shortly after that I was living alone. So it was an especially challenging time. And I was doing a lot of different things at the same time. So I was um, running this photography business. I was teaching Zumba. I was cooking plant-based meals for people out of my own kitchen. Um, and so I was doing all of these different things, which sounds irresponsible and sort of, you know, not adult-like and probably would make some people really nervous. You know, it's not a traditional way to work and bring in income. Obviously no benefits were involved. So it's, it's scary in a lot of ways, but I look back on that time as being one of the best times of my life because I was hustling in a lot of different areas, but it was all things that brought me joy and, and it all worked out. Like I never had a problem paying my bills. I never had a problem having food to eat, you know, like I just, I didn't have much beyond that, but I had everything I needed. And it was proof to me that when you trust, you know, what's being offered to you and opportunities that come your way, and you're really tapping into the things that bring you joy, not to be cheesy, but like the universe kind of provides in a way it, I never went without anything I needed. And so I didn't focus too much on that at the time, but looking back, it's very clear to me that I was meant to be doing what I was doing and it, it was all just working out and falling into place. Um, did you have, as far as the, the last part of my question, like I said, I know I threw out like three in a row. Um, uh, did you have any sort of support system in the interim or did you immediately start making enough money to live off of? There were probably times where I had to fill the gaps here and there, or like maybe got a little help from, you know, actually, I don't even know that that's true. I really can't answer you fully. I don't think that I, um, like financially had any sort of support that I leaned on during that time. Um, I'm a very independent person and being like a firstborn, um, I have always wanted to provide for myself and I've, you know, I have parents who have been there for me in various ways throughout my life. And I, I'm sure that if I needed anything, they were there to help me if I needed it. But, um, I, I I feel like it all kind of just worked out for the most part. And again, there was no surplus. There was no, you know, savings at the time, but, um, I was able to show myself that I could make it work and that I could rely on myself, um, to do, you know, different things and, and bring in that income. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, okay. (laughs) Some of the, and, and the, the question I sandwiched in there that I, I think we might've passed a little bit, just what, what were those struggles like, um, getting that started and then keeping it going? Cause I mean, you're mm-hmm. talking, you know, this was what, 10, 15 years ago <laughs> or, or 10 years ago, I guess 15 yeah. years ago. <laughs> <laughs> not 15. I'm not that old, but, um, How yeah, dare you? I was... am. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say the struggle does come in. Like I can look back on it now. I'm in a very different place now and be 
you know, so at peace with the way it went. But in, in the moment, it was difficult to not have a lot of income. It was difficult to have to, you know, go on the marketplace for insurance and pay a little bit more for that than I normally would have. And to not have, you know, extra income for additional things that came along. Um, so, you know, living with a, a tighter budget was challenging. Um, I would also say that I faced some negative feedback from some people in my life about being so non-traditional in my professional life. Um, what, is that? Think, what does that mean? <laughs> so, I mean, I think that when you make choices that are different from what other people do, um, and it, it forces them to look at someone who is living outside of their comfort zone, they take it personally and it feels threatening to them. And I think that that can be applied in all different areas of life, um, whether you're talking about someone's diet or a lifestyle choice like not drinking alcohol, I'm sure you can relate to that. Um, you know, people take your decision personally yeah. and they feel the need to, ex you know, explain to you why they do what they do or why they could never do that. But I also well, they, like have... project their own shit onto you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I think, and there's a certain level of judgment, you know, like maybe that means you just can't get your shit together because you yeah. don't have one nine to five job that pays you X amount and, you know, you're not moving up the ladder. You're not in the rat race, so to speak. But I've never really seen the appeal of being in the rat race. So that's never something that's motivated me or um, interested me truly. So it's always felt very natural to me, but I get why other people can't relate to that. Yeah. All right. You know that I am a fierce advocate for therapy. All right. Let's face it. This whole show does not exist without the leaps and bounds that I've been able to make in therapy. And that's why I am so proud to have BetterHelp sponsor this show. Ask yourself this question. Is there something interfering with your happiness? Or is, is preventing you from achieving your goals? You know, I've spent time in therapy learning to rein in my need for external validation, and it's a big need. Uh, but BetterHelp will assess your needs match you with your own licensed professional therapist, maybe even me one day. Uh, and there is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's like 15,000 plus counselor network. That's a lot of counselors, which may not be locally available in many areas. You know, they did a whole report on this and it's available for clients worldwide. So when you sign up, you can start communicating within 48 hours. And then if you're like me, you know, are you getting those random light bulb moments? Like I do, you're laying in bed and you're like, oh, uh, well, with BetterHelp, you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule your weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room with traditional therapy. And guys, I know that waiting room awkwardness. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. No more awkward therapist breakups if you and your counselor aren't a match. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com slash friendrequest. That's BetterHelp. And join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for my friends out there, my friend request listeners, if you will. You get 10% off your first month of counseling when you visit betterhelp.com slash friend request. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash friend request. 
Thank you for supporting our sponsors. Did you, this is probably going to jump even further back in time, but so your business is photography. You are by, by terminology, a photographer. Um, (laughs) at what point did you become comfortable saying like, if someone's like, Oh, what do you do? And your response is I'm a photographer or I own my own business or like, do you, do you feel comfortable doing that yet? Um, what kind of like imposter syndrome did you come across along the way? If any, like, what did that look like? That's a great question. I, um, I still struggle with imposter syndrome, but I am comfortable calling myself a photographer. I think there are so many different ways to be a photographer and different like fields to specialize in and different equipment you can utilize in the photography that you, uh, practice. So you can always compare yourself to someone else and say, I'm not good enough, or I don't do X, Y, and Z. And therefore I can't fully call myself a photographer. I think having a a solid understanding of using a camera and, um, you know, using its various features to achieve the results that you want is a huge part of it. But with the, with portrait and lifestyle photography, it also comes down to how to connect with people and make them feel comfortable in front of the camera because you can't achieve that result, which is, you know, capturing memories or moments or groups of people who love each other usually, um, (laughs) without being able to combine those two skill sets. Right. So you have to understand your equipment and you have to understand people who are on the other side of it. So I think once I kind of got to the point where I felt like I could do both of those things pretty well, then I felt comfortable calling myself a photographer. I don't know exactly when that was, but I can tell you that when I first started out, I do have a very specific memory of taking a photography class through one of the camera shops that doesn't exist anymore. I think it was at Summerset Mall. One of the many. (laughs) One of the many, sadly, yeah. Yeah. I took this class and and I was learning all about, you know, shooting in manual and and composition and all those things. And um, after the class ended, I was walking out to the parking lot and the instructor was there with me and we were chatting about some things. And I wanted to ask his opinion about charging for a shoot. And I remember asking him that and he just felt I could sense his frustration with another amateur photographer, assuming that they could charge money for their services. And he just kind of said nicely, you know, like don't rush into charging people. You don't need to just, you know, right out the gate, be calling yourself a photographer and and putting a different dollar or a certain dollar amount on, um, what you do. And, and that kind of humbled me in the moment because it reminded me that I was very new to it and that I maybe shouldn't be jumping to the assumption that I could, you know, be in the big leagues with other people who had been doing it for a long time. So I imagine like any artist, you have to build your portfolio to some degree before you can Yeah, definitely. And so I would suggest that to anyone starting out, like there's nothing wrong with charging a small fee for your time, but there is a value to having that portfolio and years of experience and knowing how to handle different situations and um, being fully confident that you know how to, um, I don't know, use your equipment in a variety of situations and conditions. And, and until you do, it's sort of discouraging not discredits, but it, it frustrates and diminishes the value of the people who 
have worked their entire career to try to do that same thing and who do it very well. Yeah. Um, just kind of generally speaking, not technically specific to your job, but you know, anybody that works for themselves or has a business, uh, has to deal with the, I don't know, paperwork side of things. So like whether it's taxes or if you, I know you did like wedding photography for a little while. So I imagine there's contracts involved there. Like where does someone acquire that knowledge to get that stuff right? Cause like taxes alone, how do you even tackle that as, as a, as a business owner? Yeah. And those are things I'm not very good at. Yeah. And that's a fine answer. I just wasn't, yeah. wasn't sure. No, if, but so my answer would be surround yourself with people who are know your strengths and hire an accountant. And, um, you know, there are plenty of services that will help you create and manage contracts. It's important to have them, but it's also important to recognize that you don't have to be good at every aspect of running a business because that's a really difficult thing to do. That's what other people you know, are for. <laughs> very few people are good at everything it takes to run a business yeah. and that can, stall you and frustrate you and shut you down, but try not to look at it that way. I would say, um, don't look at it as a limitation, invest your money in paying people who do excel in those things so that you can put your energy into the things that you do do well. Nice. Um, well that kind of hits on my last question here, but, um, what advice do you have for someone interested in starting their own business or working for themselves and, and where do they start? Yeah. So beyond, you know, the basics of ideally having some money and savings to fall back on and to surrounding yourself with professionals who can help you with the parts of the business that you maybe aren't as excited about or not as good at. My answer is a little hippy dippy, I would say. Like I am always an advocate for people um, taking a chance and taking a risk and trusting their gut and doing something that feels right and that they're passionate about and that brings them joy. And so back to what I said earlier, with proper planning and support, I, I think it's rare for people to make that kind of life change and regret it. I think it doesn't mean that there won't be struggles along the way or that it won't be difficult it's so rewarding to do something that you love and to do it on your own terms. But if you can go into it with a certain level of planning and preparation um, and confidence that it will ultimately work out, I think it's rarely not worth taking the leap and, and um, just going for whatever it is that you want to try to do. Awesome. Well, thanks Lauren. Thank you, Justin. Thanks for sharing some insight there. Hopefully it helps out some people maybe thinking about doing stuff. Yeah. I think that the biggest thing too is like, don't compare yourself to other people in it's any so industry. In, in, is, in I, anything. <laughs> and I'm the pot calling the kettle confident, you know, like I, um, I think that, um, in any field, it's important to remind yourself that there's room for everyone. And I've had to do that at various times over the years um, to not feel threatened by other people and what they can do or in comp constant competition yeah. with other people. Um, you know, there's somebody out there for everyone. There's, some, there's a client out there who's going to connect with you and who's meant to work with you, just like there's someone who's meant to work with, you know, the guy down the street who does the same thing. So don't ever let that talk you out of doing what you love because there's there's room for everyone
to to bring their unique skill set to the world and to offer it to others. Awesome.